my name is Deepta, and you're listening to Deepta's Dialogue. In this week's episode, we are going to be discussing a short story which I really enjoyed, called Everyday Use. This story was written by Alice Walker, an author who is well known for her work centering the treatment of African Americans and their role in society in the 1960s and earlier. Some of her novels include Meridian and The Color Purple, the latter of which won her a Pulitzer Prize. Everyday Youth was written in 1973, in the aftermath of the Civil Rights Movement, which is clearly reflected in the work. Now, let's dive deeper into the world of everyday youth. This story starts with a mother and her daughter, Maggie, waiting in the yard for the visit of her eldest daughter, Dee. Dee is described as strong, passionate, outspoken, and ambitious, which are all characteristics her mother is clearly in conflict with. Then we are introduced to Maggie, who is described by her mother negatively. When Dee arrives with her significant other, who is referred to as Asalaamu Alaikum by the mother, the reception is far from warm. Maggie is very unreceptive towards the greetings of Asalaamu Alaikum, alternatively known as Hakima Barber, and the mother is shocked when she discovers that D has changed her name to Wangero Liwanika Kamanjo, something she deems more cultural. The family sat down to eat, and D, or Wangero as she likes to call herself now, asks her mother for a butter dish and a dasher, both of which, despite her wanting for their importance to her heritage, she does not know the importance of. Then she asks her mother for two ancient quilts, which her grandmother has knitted by hand. Her mother tries to deny her because she saved the quilts for Maggie. However, Dee doesn't take no for an answer. The mother, through this exchange, realizes that the daughter she really loves and respects is Maggie, not Dee. Therefore, she stands up for Maggie and saves the quilts for her. The story ends with a frustrated Dee and Hakima Barber leaving, and a satisfied and significantly happier Maggie and her mother. There are three major devices which Walker employs in this story which I find of interest. One, the central conflict between Dee and her mother. Two, the theme of heritage. And lastly, the symbols of the quilt and the butter dasher. The conflict between Dee and her mother for the duration of the story is significant because it is a metaphor for the existing conflict in society at the time. In this story, Walker uses Dee to represent the new modern era signified by being loud, proud, and bold, and she uses the mother, or mama, to represent the old era, which is signified by servitude, subjugation, and silence. In my opinion, I believe that D represents a black power movement, which is a movement present in the United States in the 60s and the 70s, and is characterized by loud, bold protesters who are vocal in their demands. Walker effectively uses this conflict to display a conflict that must have been present in the masses of African Americans in the 70s, whether they accept their traditional African roots, or if they learn to live in harmony with both their African heritage and their American heritage. In D, we can see the pure acceptance of African culture and the complete disregard of their American roots, and in Mama, we can see the acceptance of both. Towards the end of the story, we can see that Mama chooses Maggie, who represents the acceptance of both cultures, over D, which displays Walker's view that African Americans in that era should accept both their African and American heritage, and shows her disdain towards radical groups such as the Black Power Movement. (music) 
The theme of heritage is present throughout the story and was present throughout the minds of African Americans in the 1960s and the 70s. You just don't understand, Dee said, as Maggie and I came out to the car. What don't I understand? I wanted to know. Your heritage. The concept of heritage is unique and different to each individual. However, Dee attempts to enforce her flawed and idealistic view of her African heritage onto her mother and Maggie. In a way, this makes her no different than the whites who controlled her mother and her ancestors, the same ancestors whom she appears to care so much about. Dee very obviously only accepts the glamorous parts of her heritage, and not the parts that are, pardon the titular reference, for everyday use. Walker uses Dee to display her disdain for the modernist view of culture. Dee views culture very superficially, only wanting the quilts and the butter churn for display. Mama's eventual rejection of Dee and her ideals represents Walker's rejection of the radical African culture adoption that was happening in the post-civil rights movement era. Lastly, Alice Walker uses the symbols of the quilts and the butter dasher to display Mama's version of heritage, and moreover, her own views on heritage. Mama and Maggie see heritage as something that they live with in the present. However, Dee sees heritage as something in the past. Here's an excerpt from the story which shows this. Maggie can't appreciate these quilts, Wangero said. She'd probably be backwards enough to put them to everyday use. I hope she will, I said. D, Wangero, looked at me with hatred. You just will not understand. The point is these quilts. These quilts! Well, I said, stumped, what would you do with them? Hang them, she said, as if that was the only thing that you could do with quilts. In this excerpt, we can see that D views her heritage superficially, since she only wants to hang the quilts and display the butter dasher. In a way, Walker uses this excerpt to show Dee's disrespect towards her ancestors, as she believes that there is no other use to the quilts and the butter dasher than to display them, as if they were some sort of war trophy. Mama and Maggie both display their opinions of heritage by using the items that their forefathers made, as opposed to just displaying them, because they believe that using the items is a way to stay in touch with their heritage. Here's another excerpt which displays this. I took it, the dasher, for a moment in my hands. You didn't need even have to look close to see where the hands pushing the dasher up and down to make butter had left a kind of sink in the wood. In this excerpt, the reader can infer that while holding the dasher, Mama feels connected to her ancestors, whom she can clearly tell have used it. By using the dasher as opposed to displaying it, she feels as though she has a stronger connection to her ancestors. The symbols of the quilts and the dasher are both used by Walker to show her commentary once and for all on the modernist view of heritage. It is clear to see that Walker dislikes the way of Dee and those like her, and moreover the radical adoption of culture in the 1960s and 70s. When Mama and Maggie reject Dee, they, and Walker, are essentially rejecting the idea that heritage is best preserved and in the past, and are choosing to embrace their heritage as a part of their lives in the present. I chose this story because of its greater meaning. As an Indian-Canadian, I have had many points in my life where I'm not sure whether I identify more as an Indian or as a Canadian, and which parts of each culture do I live and accept. In this story, Walker captures that same struggle, which is present in the minds of many African Americans after the Civil Rights Movement, where they also weren't sure if they identified more with their American side or with their African side. 
The reason why I chose this story is that I could see myself as both Dee, Mama, and Maggie, and that aspect drew me to the story. This story means a lot to me, because it mirrored my struggle and it showed me that I could be both Indian and Canadian, just like how Mama and Maggie chose to be both American and African. It taught me that one's heritage and culture is what they choose to define it as, not what others want them to believe. Lastly, it taught me that by choosing to accept one part of my background, I should never disown another, because it is a combination of both my cultures that make me the person who I am today. My main takeaway from the story is that the most honorable way to embrace one's heritage is to incorporate it into their everyday life and not to have it sit and look pretty. Because if something truly means a lot to you, then you will want it in your life at all times. I would recommend the story to my fellow classmates because it truly gives us a chance to think about something we don't usually think about in our lives, our heritage and culture. In grade 12, a lot of us are continually looking forward and into the future, and we never take a moment to turn beside us or behind us and to honor our past. Reading the story allowed me to stop, look around, and appreciate the legacies of my ancestors and what they've done that has led me to being here today. And I think that moment of reflection will be meaningful for a lot of my peers. Lastly, I think this should be included on the AP English syllabus because it allows us to delve deeper into our own cultures and heritages, which aren't commonly discussed in class. Additionally, the strong symbolism, usage of literary devices, and Walker's commentary as a whole would make the story intriguing to discuss in the classroom. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Deep Dust Dialogue. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. While you wait, be sure to grab a warm drink, a good book, and a nice quilt, which you can actually put to everyday use. Thank you!